0: Welcome to UNHD, Your Identity in Higher Definition, with Pastor Eric Miller. Join us in our journey of faith in God by taking an in-depth look into the Bible's authority and sufficiency to guide us in our Christian walk. Discover your identity in Jesus Christ today.
1: The business. It's not about playing games. He's not trying to sugarcoat something. He's trying to tell you this is the life we're supposed to have. So it says, and this is remember the consistency of a Christian life is very important, right? The what you do every day in habit, not in ritual. God doesn't want you to do nothing out of ritual. Ritual doesn't make any sense. God doesn't want you to do anything ritually. You know why? Because there's that's works. You know, the word ritually is what? In the way to do something in a religious, solemn rite. It's a ceremony. It's, uh, it's phony. A religious, solemn ceremony is a series of actions performed according to, to a prescribed order. That's not what God wants you to do. God doesn't want you to make a prayer to him because it's a ceremony of a preordained ordained Come talk to me. Tell me, when Christ went to the Lord, what did he do? He went to the Lord, flat out gave God praise. You didn't hear all this crazy other stuff. Lord, just bless my feet as I'm... No, Lord, I'm in anguish. I'm hurting. This, this stinks. That's what we need to be praying like that. So pay careful attention. Then how do you walk? Not as unwise people, but as wise people, making the most of the time because the days are evil. This, this goes about when people tell you, oh, we have a... Every day is gonna be a great day. Let me tell you something. Evil exists in this world every day, and is waiting for you. That's what God says. Concentrate on today, not tomorrow. Worry about right now, because you may not be here tomorrow morning. Days are. There are evil in this world. That and, and well, how does God allow bad things to happen? God also allows great things to happen. God allows things to happen. Evil exists. Yes. Evil can overtake a good person. Yes. Why is God allowing that to suffer? The same reason God is allowing someone great to do something. It is a forbearance that I can't answer. I can just tell you this much. Those that suffer is comforted. That's all I know. What kind of an evil God would do that? Well, you kill roaches on a daily basis. It don't bother you at all. In other countries, they won't even touch a roach. So, you're talking about life sacred. Nobody has more sacred life, love for life than God because he created all out of life. But see, that's another story. But anyway... What's he talking about when he says "walk wise"? How do you walk? Your walk is what? The most important thing in your life is your walk. You know, it's to tread around. And a proof. Look at what the look at what the Bible says about walking. A proof of an ability to follow in footsteps, to make progress, to make due use of opportunities. So, what is Paul saying? Pay careful attention then to how to what. To make, to make progress, to use the opportunities given to you, but not as unwise people, as wise people, making most of the time because of the days of you, making sure that what you do in your day is, is, is full of the will of God. So don't be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Wow, that's powerful. And don't get drunk with the wine, which leads to reckless action, but be filled by the Spirit. What's he saying? Don't be looking for external things to be happy with, internal if you gotta drink wine to get boozed up and crazy, then something's wrong with you. You're not feeling satisfied with yourself. Be satisfied with the spirit. On days I feel like having, uh, uh, you know, I, I get. And I, I was a beer drinker before I stopped drinking. I stopped drinking not because I felt this heavy conviction of drinking. I felt the heavy conviction of living an upright life. What does it look like to somebody who's an alcoholic that may want to turn to me one day, and I'm sitting there doing the very thing that you know that can keep him stumbling. You see you know. So it's kind of like. It ain't enough to just walk it. You You can't talk it. You got to walk it. Right? Which leads to basically 18. And don't get drunk with wine, which leads to reckless actions, but be filled by the Spirit. Speaking to one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Singing and making music from your heart to the Lord. I love to hear that stuff. Giving thanks always for everything to God the Father. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Submitting to one another. In the fear of Christ. Why submit your submit to your own husbands, as to the Lord? For the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is the head of the church. He's the Savior of the body. Now, as the church submits to Christ, so wives ought to submit to their husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives, just as Christ loved the church, and gave himself for her, to make a holy, cleansing her with the washing of the water by the word. He did this to present the church to himself in splendor, without spot or wrinkle, or anything like that, but holy and blameless. In the same way husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies, he who loves his wife loves himself. can't even love yourself unless you love your wife. For no one ever hates his own flesh, but vies and cares for it, just as Christ does for the church, since we are members of the body. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother to be joined to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. The mystery is profound. But I'm talking about Christ in the church. To sum it up, each one of you is to love his wife as himself and the wife of the love and respect her husband. Two things that women have problems with today. Respecting your husband. Notice he didn't command his wife to do to do to do uh, to, to love her husband. Notice he didn't say that? Notice that God didn't command a woman to love her husband. Did you notice that? Why is that? He he concentrated on two things: submission and respect. So why he talk about love? Love your wife. Why? Why? Love your husband. Why he didn't say that? I don't because that ain't the complicated. That ain't the problem. A woman can love a man all day long and not respect him. That's the problem. So what? That's. That's the fight that women have to deal with every day. That is y'all's fight that you got to deal with. That's part of your. That's part of the curse. Where does that come from? I don't want to be led by no man. I ain't gonna let no man lead me. I, I get it, but you know where that comes from? The curse. People forget that little small little nuance. They forget that small small nuance. Nahum one seven. You know what I mean? So let's take a look at it. Because before, there was no problem with that. And now there is. Well, we'll look at Genesis chapter 3. Look what it says. There we go. said to the woman, I will greatly multiply your pain in childbirth, and in pain you will bring forth children. Your desire will be for your husband, and he will rule over you. Ooh, That's some tough. So that's a curse, remember? So now you're under that man. What a womanism preach today. I ain't submit to no man. I ain't being under no man. What is God telling you? Both have to happen. And guess what? The curse was levied hard on a female. But then in Ephesians, he gave a woman a husband who's devoted to her. Isn't that amazing? devoted there look at all the things a man has to do in order to 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 have his wife look when, when I say hey you know what I law I, I want to be with twilight this is gonna be the woman for me I want to be with Julie Wilson this woman is for me if I want to be with 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 Janet Jackson not really but this woman is for me well what does he say sons you got to love your wife. That's a command. Why is it a command? Does that mean a man would not naturally do it? Probably not. He'd probably look at it from another aspect. But we're talking about what kind of love are we talking about? Agape love, right? Or agape which is the Greek. Or the Hebrew, or the Greek. It's to be well pleased and content with. I say, ooh, did you hear that? The word that we're using, love, and this version of love that's inside has been translated now, it comes from agape, but this is agapeo. There is agape, and then there's Which, What is the difference? Apagaeo means what? To be well pleased with and content. Wow. So what's the Lord saying? Be, oh, here's another one. To be welcome, to entertain, to be fond of, and to dearly love. Ooh, that's powerful. So, what's he saying? And this is a moral sense. This comes from a moral standing. When you use that agapeo, that's from a moral standpoint. You're looking at it from not from a society standpoint, from a moral standpoint. You're obligated to love that woman this way. Lord. Really? That kind of love? That's a strong love, isn't it? To be content with. That means what? Man, I'm comfortable. Me and Janet, the only woman for me, cool by me. Men, men are taught what? To be hunters, gatherers, keep looking. Society tell her, you're a ladies' man. Women celebrate a ladies' man for real? Did you? Are you think? Are you hearing what you're saying? Watch the second part must do. He has to give himself for her. I said the same. That, that's in the same statement, verse 25. Like, I gotta love this woman, and I gotta give my life for this woman. So, Wilhelmina, I love you, and I'll give my life for you. That's a, that's what that's that's part of the pledge. I ain't even got to verse twenty-six. We already got two things a man must be ready to do to make her holy, cleansing her with the washing of the water by the word. Wow, what is that saying? I got to make her holy. A man's got to make her holy. What does that mean? He's got to purify her, consecrate her mentally. To venerate and hollow, to be sanctified, to render a knowledge to, and to separate from profane things dedicated to God. Profane things and dedicated to God. So basically, separate from what? So, what is he saying? Men, you need to, one, render and acknowledge her as a holy person. She's holy with you. You got to make her holy you got to purify her and consecrate her, separate her from from profane things, and dedicate her to God. Consecrate her to God. To cleanse externally, to purify of expiation, from the guilt of sin, to purify internally by renewing of the soul. Notice I haven't got to the other two parts yet. Man, that's a lot for a man to do, right? right? Sound like he's busy. He's going to be busy with you, right? And how does he clean her? That's the big part, right? How does he clean her? Well, I'm glad you asked. Second part of the great the great, great verse in 26, by washing her of the water by the word, cleansing her with the word of God. For, what's happening right now? Many men Read a Bible and, and dig deep for the reason of just wanting to let that woman hear and be cleansed with, with good things. I have to tell you all day long how great and fine and sexy and beautiful. That, those things are, those are flattering things. You know what God said about flattering things? I wish I can cut their tongue out. They don't do anything. They're empty. They give nothing to you. Because what if you don't feel any of those things inside? I literally just bathed you with something that you're uncomfortable with. That's horrible. That's literally, that, that, that doesn't even, that can't feel good. Who are you so fine? Wow, you don't even see me. You know, think about it. You don't even see that person yet. That's all you see. But when you want to read the Bible out and try to clean a woman up, it's going to get, you know, pricking up, getting her cleaned up. Literally what's happening, as bad as, it's funny or bad as it may sound. I'm sitting there washing your face, washing behind your ears, cleaning the wax out. Wiping the cold from your eyes, getting the makeup off, putting baby oil on you after you've been washed up. Get you some lip gloss just in case it's cold and your lips cracking. Stuff like that. Vacuuming your feet. That That's cleansing and cleaning and prepping and, and making it right. Cutting toenails and tinging them, getting the dirt off. That's the, the visual physical of what it is, what's happening with the Word of God with a woman. So I tell women all the time. And men, for men, if you ain't willing to share that word of God with her as much as you can, that ain't your woman, that ain't your wife. Because you ain't. If she, they not doing it before marriage, they not. Why you go soon? They go do it during marriage. You just that's a dangerous wish. If she's not willing to be clean before marriage, then she then she gonna have a hard time being clean in marriage. That's huge. So watch this, verse twenty-seven. Now, why you have to ask the question? So first, we had to say, husbands love your wives. You need to do this. Okay, Lord, but but why do I do this? Well, he did it because Christ loved the church and gave himself for her. How do I do this? By making her holy and cleansing her with the washing and the water of the word. And, 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 and for what reason? He did this, verse 27, he did it to present the church to himself in splendor, without spot or wrinkle or anything like that, but holy and blameless. So I'm doing this. So I can hold you up to the Lord and say, "Look, she is clean." That's a daily process, isn't it? Can you imagine God coming down there? Okay, uh, Eric, let's uh, let's look at your look at your wife, look at your girlfriend. All right, under the arm, behind her ears, y'all. She looking all right? Keep it up. That's the everyday process. She comes off work cussing and screaming about the lady that cut her off at you know at her parking spot. Let's let's get let's get that let it vent first. But then let's address it. I right? don't cut a ball Let's address it. That lady might a long story. She you know.
0: You can call- As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website
1: for details. I'm to make it funny. She cut off the queen. She sure did. You know, God bless her. Maybe she needed that place because her hip was broke. Or maybe she was running late. So you know what? As a Christian, you, how about this? She needed that spot more than you and God said it was better that way. You know, you've you got to make sure that you understand where to take that hate off. But, you know, that's called cleaning. I'm a huge fan of before I get in bed I wash up I wash my body I don't get in that bed unless I wash my body it's just not happening I had a long hard day I'm gonna go ahead and lay down not Eric I lay down on the floor I ain't getting that bed dirty what my mother used to teach me washing off when you get home is like washing the world off Well, what if I go out again mom said you why are you taking a bath already if you if you go out again don't worry about it just freshen yourself up go back out but when you take a bath, that's because you are you are in for the night. <laughs> now things happen. You know, adults like me, I used to, like to go to Walmart. Get in the car, pack it up. Let's go. Girl, wake up. Let's go. We're we'll going to Walmart. For what reason? No reason. Let's just go. Happens like that. Let's go to Corpus. Hey, pack it up. We got to go to work tomorrow. We we'll are we both got the hooping cough. We're going to Corpus. Yeah, I know it's wrong to call in, but I want to hang out with my girl. Which goes back to... Watch this. Verse 28, In the same way husbands are to love their wives as their own bodies, he loves his wife, loves himself. So, how does that work? How does that work? Well, let's see. If I ain't taking care of myself personally, then I'm not going to take care of you personally, am I? If it's good for me, it's good for you. If I cook for me, I cook for you. If I'm going to eat eggs because they're healthy for me, you should eat eggs because they're healthy for me. But if I'm going to sit there and eat trash then I'm going to feed you. You know. You see where I'm going? Can't go down that road. i got to nourish myself. So how do I nourish myself? Eric, you eat out too much. All right, let's get this together. Let's start cooking. I don't know how to cook that good, but I know how to read instructions. <laughs> I know how to read instructions and ingredients. Well, my mom taught me a little bit of cooking. She said, you know how you learn how to cook? Be hungry for a few days. You'll learn how to cook real quick. Well, i got money. That money... One meal costs you, can you imagine this today? This is how much inflation or how much money we don't make or the inflation or both. You can spend the same amount of money for a fast food large meal, the same cost it would be at like an Applebee's or a Chili's, just without a tip. Is that not crazy? Literally the same process. They're both fast foods, just one's done in a building, one's done in a building that you can get get out of quickly. Literally ten bucks for a jack in the box, nine bucks for jack in the box, for a few dollars more I go eat a spaghetti warehouse and get a full full fledged meal. That's insanity. But it's only one meal. What am I gonna do for lunch? Or dinner? Or breakfast? You gotta learn how to cook. Men, learn how to cook. For no one ever hates his own flesh, but provides, and cares for it, just as Christ does for the church. So very simple. To care for you is to care for myself. Whatever benefits me benefits you. So everything selfish I have, you should actually benefit from. I should be able to give to you and provide for you and care for you like if I was doing it by myself. You know what I'm saying? So if I'm if I'm, if I'm be taking care of me the same way I'm right now, then you coming in my life, there should be no change except the fact that now I got a queen. Now, what does the king do? He creates a fortress. Why? Because you capture the queen to get the house. No, sir, I'm not letting that happen. There's a reason why the queen is kept boarded up in the old European days. Why? Because nations are built on queens. Kings can die, but inside that woman is royalty. The blood of that king is inside of there with that next child. Protect that woman. Goes back to what? Protect that woman. Give your life. Verse 30, since we are members of his body, so now he goes back to what? We're brother and sister, spiritually speaking. For this reason, I meant, now here's the part I love about God. For a man to provide and care for his wife and care for himself and to wash her with the word and keep her holy and separated from the world and all the things of sin, and to be able to give his life for her and to love her the the way that, that Christ loved the church, something must happen. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother to be joined to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. Holy cow, God. So what are you saying? Time to cut the cord, son. In order for you to devote everything that you have... All that you are, all that you ever will be with this woman, to totally commit and devote yourself to every aspect, every atom, every inch, every blood, every follicle, all the water in your body, for all of your dreams, thoughts, and hopes into a woman. For all of that to come through, you got to leave your mama and your daddy. Sorry, you got to move out. Maybe spiritually. Maybe finances can be tough. I'm not going to say you move out of a house. If you and your wife live with your, your parents because times are tough, hey, I get it. I ain't, that's not the issue. But they don't have no say so in your marriage, do they? Nope. That stuff, like I'm going to say, my mom says, that stuff stays in house. We don't talk about those things. What happens in house stays in house. Those are the ugliest things you've heard, or I've seen. somebody, I know more about somebody else's relationship than their own. That's disgustingly dangerous. You should know nothing about my relationships and vice versa. Your husband, man, my husband sucks. Why you want to tell every woman your husband sucks? So what? They can have no respect for him too when he comes into their work and wants to pay out of you. Man, Pam, your husband—he does suck. That woman should be like, you, you, who you, you don't know my husband. You better back up. That's my husband. Well, I thought you was unhappy with him. My problem is I was—I shouldn't have shared that with your little silly self. I may not be happy with my husband at this moment, but moments pass. But that's my man. That's how women should be acting. And same thing with men. Nothing burns my chicken when men want to talk and brag about something that their woman is doing to another man. Ooh, my girl's doing all this crazy stuff. Why are you telling a man that? Don't that dishonor your woman so when they see you? Yeah, there's that nasty girl. I mean, that's horrible. Plus. I don't want them to know what kind of goodies I have. Why do you want to share all your goodies out there in the street? Other people may want them. Now you got a problem coming in your house, right? Now you got somebody skulking your wife. Or husband. Ain't that how temptation begins? You start speaking stuff outside your marriage and them tempters, and leeches. The devil's all hey, go latch yourself. I've been lured but didn't fall for it. Eric, I know you look sad. What's wrong? Oh, me and my lady's having an issue. It's having an autozone. Never forget it. She's having an autozone. Well, I need to get a new battery. All right. I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm like. I'm helping one customer, but you know, I'm gonna get my man, Federico He'll be able to help. Me. Guess what? That didn't happen. He didn't help her. She waited for me. So two people later, about 45 minutes. Lady sitting there for 45 minutes, waiting for me. I finally get done. I said, Well, man. You know, name, I will not mention her name, but wow, you sure waited. Well, I think you're cute. I see you have a problem, and I just want to try to help. I just want to try to be there for you. If you need to talk, I'll be here. All right, well, what you need? So i got a car information, got the battery, put it in, As I'm putting it in. You know, I'm doing my thing, and she goes, hey, would you like to maybe talk as a friend? I'm not not trying to get in your business, but you look like you need a friend to talk to. And I see the sadness in your face, and you're a good-looking man, and I don't think, you know, I don't think that feels right. How about we just go, what time are you going to go to lunch? In my, you know, right then, fear went up my back. Fear. Why? Because I knew there was a problem. I was outside of God at that point. Unsaved heathen. But it frightened me. To this day, that story still haunts me because that's how easy the devil could slip in. That quick. That's why one of the women me, I, I, I'm just going to walk out and screw that guy. Hold on, time out now. I'm not telling you that it's right, but listen to him out. People genuinely are going to make a mistake. Luke 17, 1, it is impossible for you not to sin. Christ said that. You can't help it, but forgive. For some couples, they have survived, you know, that kind of stuff. God bless them because they got that fortitude that the marriage was more important than the sin. Some, the sin was too great, and I'm not gonna judge them. Maybe that sin became a stumbling block to where their faith ought. You know what I'm saying? So they had to get a divorce. I get it. Okay, I I understand that. But in the end of the day, all this comes about from one simple thing: keep the stuff in house, keep it to yourself. I ain't happy with Pam. To your boys, be quiet. Man, I heard you talk about your girl. Oh, she all right. Marriage, y'all having problems? Yeah, but it, you know, everything does. You want to talk about it? No, if, no. I got, I got. Man, it's just between me and my wife. Man, it's really nothing. You know, be respectful. It's just between me and my wife. Protect her. So that way they can't disrespect her when they see her. Cause you know friends take your side even if you're wrong. So keep it to yourself now watch this part this mystery oh sorry I forgot i forgot before I close out here sorry the two will become one flesh very important very important Genesis chapter 5 says what I made them and I called them Adam in this day and age they're trying to alter the morale of marriage and God is the one to set marriage he's the one to set man woman him marriage that's one, that's a, that's a divine trinity right there. He did not say, God, Adam, Willie. That didn't happen. Adam, Eve, man, woman. That is the only marriage that exists. That's the only relationship that exists that has to do with an intimacy. That's it. God spoke on marriage from that day and forward. Well, a lot of people say, well, Jesus didn't talk about, didn't say, you know, he didn't define marriage as man and woman. Yes, he did. He defined marriages, man and woman. You've never heard him say anything different. He reaffirms marriage when he talks about when he talks about divorce as well. Jesus is always going to reaffirm marriage because he's God. He talked about he was there when Adam was born. He was there when Adam was thought up. When Adam was spoke, he was there. When Eve came about that, Jesus Christ was there. He couldn't miss it. Every time God speaks, Christ, there it is right there, the word of God speaking. God, Christ, his will. I love that. God, God God, thought it. Christ said it. The Holy Spirit made it happen. The divine trinity was right there in Genesis 1. Everybody keeps forgetting this small little detail. Sitting right there. You want to know what Christ is? Sitting in Genesis 1, verse 1 through 3. Sitting right there. Never left. Remember John one? I've been with the Father since what? Day one. Why? Because I am the Father. Same person. Demonstrates himself in three three holy people. Holy. Holy Spirit is his own person. Christ is his own person. God is his own person. All of them existing the same at the same spans. People it blows people's minds when they hear that, but guess what? It's just God. He can do that. You ask me why God built that mountain that's over 30 million feet tall? Ask him. All I don't want to do is it looks beautiful. That's all I know. It looks beautiful. But anyway, to sum it up, literally it says that in verse, verse 33 because I read out of the whole new Christian Bible. I'm sorry, 32. This mystery is profound. I don't talk about Christ in the church. This mystery, what's he talking about? The mystery is that Christ, all the things that you saw right here, Christ did for the body of Christ. Everything that he did, he loved himself so much what? He gave his life for it. He also sanctified us by, by the word of God. He spoke the scriptures to us, cleaned us up, keep us holy and blameless with the Holy Spirit inside of us. Loved us, loved loved he loved us more than himself. Provided for us and cares for us to this day. He is still a living shepherd to his people to this day. And we're his, we're inside of his body. And there's no one that penetrates that. It is literally Christ and his bride, us, and nothing can interfere. There's nothing, there, there's nothing that can interfere with that. No outside, external, anything, not demons, not principalities, nothing can separate you from him. That comes from John chapter 10. Nothing can pull you out of the Father's hand. Nothing. The problem is people look at Satan gripping and trying to get you know, you, you know, make a fist and it put 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 a pin in it and try to pull a pin out. It's gonna be hard, right? Because what? But see, people feel the tugging from Satan and they believe, Oh God, God's gonna let me go. No. It's just a tugging. That's it. You just feel the pressure of what it is to be tugged. But you ain't going nowhere. Sit down. So the third thirty three To sum it up, each one of you is to love his wife as himself, and the wife is to respect her husband. It's huge, right? The word phobio, which is Greek, that's where we get phobias come from, fear. But look at what the Bible refers to it as in a second. To be seized with awe, amazement. To venerate, to reverence, to treat. That's what he wants you to have. Respect your husband. Be amazed by him. Be him. Be, be seized of, of, of who he is. Be a little bit afraid. Afraid of what? Afraid that he might die. Somebody might try to kill him. When you see him harmful to himself and he's hurting, be a little bit afraid that you could lose him. Go be with your husband. I don't know any many ways explain that, but they just, that's what the, your pastor is talking about. I hope that's what he's talking about, that the devotion to man and woman. It is without question. Without question, we should be devoted to each other.
0: You have just listened to You in HD, Your Identity in Jesus Christ with Pastor Eric Miller. This ministry is made possible by your thoughtful prayers and donations. Join us each week as we continue to explore our Christian identity in Jesus Christ. May God richly bless you. In Jesus' name, amen.